What the Fertility. Today, we have just Kat and I on. We thought we'd just do just a fun little sit down, just us two, just a life update, what's been going on with me in the IVF world, as well as what's been going on with Kat. So welcome. And here we go. Just you and I. Here we go. I know. So our February, end of February episode. And I know Gosh, I always feel so boring when we get on because like I don't have as much exciting stuff going on as you do, but you're really in round. I was thinking earlier, you're in round two for IVF, but that's not at all accurate because gosh, like you've done. Yeah, just I guess round two of like the transfer, transfer. Side for sure. Yeah. But obviously, yeah, not round two of like IVF in general. But this is like the second time I've gone through the transfer part of it. Yeah. What do we call it? Like Bristow baby number two? <laughs> I mean, like in our house, like we already know the baby's name. So like I oh, already do you really so like Ben. Yes. When we talk about siblings, I we know the sex, obviously. So like Ben will say baby, whatever. Oh, wow. So it's just like our normal every day that we just kind of say it and our whole family does too. So it's like really funny. That's so cool. And so I know, I'm pretty sure you might've already shared this, but because I know you want to share like everything, but you have a transfer date now or that kind of changes, right? Uh, so we have like a tentative, like in mid-May, um, but it's going to change. We go and like, I've, we've talked about it, but like our embryos are in Michigan. So I have to go to Michigan in April and do um, some procedures then, which I'll get into. And we could talk yeah. about, um, May so kind of depend on what happens then, but yeah, May that's the, that's, that's the right. Plan. Of course. Yeah. So you have like, do you already have everything booked for Michigan? Oh, no. Um, I, I keep having a call for my like day one of my period, so it can change it, but they said at this point now, so I just, I'm TMI, but I literally just got my period. So I just had to call them. And so um, they now at this point are locking in. So I'm getting um, like the hysteroscopy, we're doing a trial transfer and then like the saline ultrasound. I don't, I don't know what it's exactly called. Do you do a trial transfer with Ben? No, I don't. I know. I was going to say, I think this is I new. Know. This is new is for it me. Just- because of just because like there's less embryos or just I, I don't know honestly and she I even asked if we could do like the hysteroscopy here with like my OB or so I don't know like and she said no I have to go there so at this point now it's like scheduled for April 4th and I have to um so like if anything like weird happens where like my period gets delayed they'll put me on some medicine so that I don't get it because I have to be a certain time of You're your just- you're bringing me back into all of this. I'm like, yo, do you have everything scheduled? You know, I have to start my period first. Literally, I know everything. I'm like back fully in. I'm like calling them. Now I'm having to like get supplements and like meds. And like, I mean, I'm like, it's so weird when you're out of it first. Cause like it was my every day. I mean, you too. Like it's yeah. you're and yeah. now I've been out of it for two years. Ben's two years old now. And I'm like, this is so weird getting back into so it. So really almost like how much is yeah, honestly, because yeah. then I'm so yeah, yeah. Three, I can't do that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, really, since we started the podcast, I mean, we started yeah. it. Oh right yeah. Now. So three. Yeah. Crazy. This will be so interesting. And May sounds like it's tomorrow, but again, I'm not in it. And you're probably like, oh, it's so far. Yes. and no. like, yeah, I'm like, but I also feel like I'm like drowning in the things that I have to get done prior that I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I even do this? It's so different. So weird now I have a kid that I'm like, I'm just so busy in my day to day that I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Appointments. Do I, does he come with me? Do I do like, it's, I don't know. There's just like a whole nother way. Like you're not riding the high of just matching with embryos. Uh, It's like, you're not like, okay, I just got these embryos. Let's go. Let's go. Now you're just kind of like, have these for three years or two and a half years. 
Yeah. Oh, man. But it's exciting Why? also for him to be like so excited too. Cause he keeps saying, yeah. like, okay, mommy's gonna have like a baby in her belly. And so, like, and we also stopped nursing. And so now I keep saying, like, milk is just for baby, whatever, brother, sister, whatever it is. Oh. <laughs> but I just like keep saying that because he would like ask. And now when he sees my boobs naked, it's really funny because he'll be like, <laughs> oh, it's milk for baby, like our baby. It's actually a very smart tactic. <laughs> yeah, it works. So, That's- Awesome. I know. I wish I had, I know. I was going to say, I wish I had better updates. I like, I know we, I went back and forth. I said no babies. And then I was like, we're going to start trying in January. And now I'm like, okay, maybe we'll start trying to get at the end of the year. Maybe you're pushing it. Yeah. I just like, had such a traumatic pregnancy, I think. And I'm like, but it's so interesting. And I'm not going to like, I'll say like two sentences on this because I say it every time. I'm in the mindset of like, we'll start trying in October and we'll be pregnant. And like, the reason I'm not trying is because I have trips planned and like my sister-in-law is pregnant and I want to like go visit the baby when they're born. And I couldn't do that when I was pregnant, but it's just so funny. It's kind of like you getting back in the mindset, like, okay, but like, it could also take me two to three years or it can never happen. So it's just like how quickly you forget. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, so. I know it's a lot. It's so weird being on the, like this part of it for sure. But, um, well, huge thing happened. And uh, so like, I knew this to an extent. Okay. So side note, this is like a whole story. I had told Kat this. I didn't fully tell her. I was like, um, I was trying you didn't to tell, tell me you. anything. You said no, there's I a know, really but big I thing to tell like, you. And yes. I said, well, don't tell me until we start recording. <laughs> like I want a true reaction on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh. Okay. All right. So it's not great. It's, I mean, it's not horrible, but it's not, it's kind of my fault. I mean, it is my fault. Okay. So back up. Okay. So obviously we get our embryos. All is great. We have our donor profiles. So this is like before, like, you know, Ben. So now I'm pregnant with Ben at the time. All is well. Now we go to 28 weeks. So at 28 weeks, so I have O negative blood. I'm RH negative. So normally you would get Rogam, right? Okay. So I'm like, crunchy to a sense. So don't nobody like whatever, but I'm crunchier. Okay. <laughs> More so holistic thing. Like, I don't see you as crunchy at all, but I know you are. I know. Like, Cause I'm so like, I'm 80, 20. Give me my Botox girl. Like I want <laughs> that, but also like, but you're also not like hippie walking around and like will no. thrifted shoes. No. I love a good Gucci bag. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> take crunchy as you want. Okay. I'm scrunchy. I'm a fake crunchy version. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, so I, I was so like, good. I don't want to get any unnecessary like shots if I don't have to, like while I was pregnant, I was just like really nervous for everything, whatever. So I was like, okay, like I looked at the profiles of the donors and they're both negative, like, <laughs> excuse me, they're both negative. So there's no need to get the Rogam shot. If both, are, like all parties are negative and I'm negative, there's okay. no so this is weird because I'm O positive. So I would never, so with all my miscarriages, I never got Rogam because of my blood type. And so I don't even know what you're talking about. So like, I mean, I know you're supposed to get it at 20 some weeks, but what is the, the okay. So let me, for, for people who like, don't understand, I just, this is like, my mom was, my sister was, I am. It's just like, so this is normal, but like, so for, which a lot of people aren't, so they don't know. So basically if you have, like, if you are RH negative, which is like a part of your blood type, um, which you'll get tested when you're pregnant, you but have to, I was just gonna say, isn't everybody RH negative except O positive or no, I'm making that up. I don't think so. They'll tell you. Okay. They'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. They'll okay. tell you. Like you just get your okay. blood work done. I'm O negative, RH negative. Like 
And so Got you would it. get that done. And so when you're negative, you obviously don't know the type, the blood type of your baby as of yet. Like, so they basically treat you with caution because like, unless your spouse also is O-net. Like if you both are O-net, then it's like literally not possible for you to have, it's like that you learned in science where you like how to do the little charts and like you could put it together. You know what I'm talking about? Look at you. Yes. And And so it's because is it and tell and me it's why. not even for the baby that you're currently pregnant with it's for future kids future so basically what can happen is is say you're pregnant with a baby that is positive your body will create antibodies and essentially what your body would do is like fight against that and ba- essentially could try and kill the baby the whole time not to it get like really hard. Dark. yeah and well that's yeah. what they do it even with like a, a early loss because okay. it's like for future yeah okay yes so I was like, we looked at the profiles. Everyone is negative here. There's no talk to over with my OB. And she was like, okay, well, if everyone truly is negative, like it's totally fine. We don't need to do it. So, okay. And I was like, all right, cool. Everything's great. So then my son's born. Did you ben, look at the mom? Ben is, ben is B positive. I was like raising hell in the hospital. No, you, I, I can't believe I didn't even tell you this. Oh, cause I was going to say, this isn't new information. This was old no. information. So he was born. So literally I, I made the hospital test him three, three times. I mean, it's on my bill, like three times blood work done. They pricked like the whole thing. I'm like, there's no way there's something is wrong with your system. No, there was nothing wrong with their system. My idiot self somehow, this is actually really scary. So like, it's not great. I don't know. There was some kind of like mishap and the sperm donors actually has positive blood. But on your records, it's negative. No, on my records, it's positive. So I read the egg donor twice or something. And there was some, I mean, I don't know what happened. So like, not to put the blame on myself because like, I can't hold that because it's like too heavy, but there was some miscommunication. Something happened. And I read the, okay, so all that, right? So now we fast forward. Well, no, then we're there and they're like, we're going to give you Rogam right now. So they give me Rogam. So really? Well, it's normally in two doses. So normally you get it at 28 weeks and then you get it postpartum. Oh, yeah. So I got one. I just didn't get two. Okay. So now fast forward. Now we're trying for another one, right? We're starting IVF again. I have to go to maternal fetal, which I just had my appointment last week with them because I have to get cleared from them in order for my clinic to say that I can start IVF, which I don't know. Why? Because my lupus. Oh, okay. Okay. So they have to clear me. This usually doesn't always happen, but because my autoimmune, they have to clear me and say, and I have to show all my lab work from my, um, like my doctors and all that stuff, whatever. So he clears me. Everything's great. We're chatting. And I'm like, random question. I don't know why. Like, I just want to make sure like that this is okay. I was like, I didn't get to probably was losing it. Oh, literally losing it. It wasn't great. So I tell him this and okay. So this is why I panicked. And this is where I literally was like, wait, wait, what do you mean? Okay. So I'm explaining the situation to him, telling him exactly what I just told you, how like I only did one. I, something happened where I like, we clearly read the report wrong and I didn't get both doses. He was like, okay, the good thing is, is you got one dose and usually that's enough for your body to not create the antibodies. He's like, but I want to do an antibody, antibody screening on you and we can test to see if you have any of the antibodies. I'm like, perfect. Great. Let's do it. 
tomorrow, which I haven't done that yet. It's this week. It's scheduled. Oh, I was like, what I don't know the results. I don't know the results. Okay. Um, so it could be fine. Yes. But this was his response. I was like, okay. Cause you know me, I go worst case scenario. It's probably not great, but like, how yeah. my brain processes. I was like, so worst case, like I have these antibodies, what happens next? And he was like, well, I don't want to go there fully yet because like, I want to wait for the results, but it's going to be an entirely different conversation and a very different pregnancy. If so, and I'm like, okay. He was like, I would recommend that you would get negative embryos. And <laughs> I literally was like, that's not an option. What do you mean? Like, I already have two embryos like waiting, like what? Like I can't, it's not just like, by, like complete their been siblings. Yes. I was like, that's not an option. And so I was like, which his response made me even more nervous. Cause I'm like, but I don't know if he was just saying that for like an easy route. Do you know what I mean? But it's not MF, like, I will say, cause I manage to, I work at MFM and like, they always are worst case scenario. I mean, I think that's just their job. Yeah. They always like when I had polyhydraminose, they tested for everything with Brooklyn and then they still sat me down and like I know these guys and they sat me down and they're like look like what we can test is good but there's still a possibility that she's born with a genetic disorder that we just aren't able to test for so I think they do like yeah they feel their due diligence to like say that but what yeah so then of course you know I spiral I'm like hysterical crying like this is all my fault and like Chris is like of course it's not like it shit happens like when it's like, and then what? When was your, when did this happen? Literally last, no, like two days ago. Like this is very <laughs> sad. <laughs> I think my okay. So I think we should ask. I'm spiraling. If you can't tell, I'm not doing well. <laughs> I think, I think anybody that didn't have Rogan, like anybody that like didn't have Rogan in the situation, reach out to Amanda. Oh yeah, please. Someone tell me that I'm going to be fine. It's, it's, everything's great. So now of course I'm like, well now. But he didn't say all no more when the antibody comes back. So obviously praying that I don't have any antibodies. And he's like, was very confident in like, I'm saying like, okay, well you got like one at least. So like, gotcha. it should be fine. And apparently like back years ago, they only used to get one, but oh, now they get two for, I'm, well, sure. I'm proud of you for, for getting it at postpartum. What? I'm proud of you for getting the Rogan postpartum. Oh, I mean, I will get whatever. I mean, I got everything. I just didn't feel like, like it was necessary. Well, I just was like, why do I need to get this if everyone right. get it? Like, there's no point. Right. Like, I, right. I totally don't get things. Like, I mean, I got the COVID right. vaccine while I was pregnant. Like, yeah. I got No, but that I mean, makes like, sense. I don't know. Yeah. So I just like, I don't know. I was, I just didn't, I was just so nervous. This was my mindset when I was pregnant because I was so scared anything I did was going to kill my child. And I know that's yeah. real. So I was like, the least I can do that's going to like add anything in. I was just trying well, to like, I have zero. I mean, I have nowhere to talk because I didn't, I didn't get it either. Like I didn't, I wasn't a candidate for it, but like, I don't know. Like if I, that's wild. So now I'm like in this limbo of like waiting. And of course, like, it's so hard because like, I know it wouldn't be my fault, but like, it kind of is like I don't know it's not. So like, no this is like and I'm like freaking out and I'm like talking to Chris and like just to be like super like I don't know honest with everyone like I literally was like so if I have a miscarriage like it's essentially my fault like if Ben does not have any more sim legs it could be my fault and like no. to hold that and Chris is like you one can't you can't put that on you like and also like Chris, I mean, not put on Chris either, but for both of you, like I mean, he could have, he could have looked like you're, you're, you could have, you know, somebody else could have looked like it's not on you. And I like that. the OB could have been like, you have to show me proof or I mean, and not yeah. like, but there could have been more things like absolutely 
also I'm trying to make myself feel better. So it's no, fine. oh my gosh. No, you did like you did in the but moment yeah. exactly what you thought was best. Oh my gosh. You don't hate me because I'm like stressing. Okay, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be praying for you. That's um so we will know a- we should know this week. It's like apparently like just a blood draw, like it's super easy. But yeah. So and again, I don't even know like if they're like, okay, you do have it, you just have to take these shots or this medicine, or like I don't I know nothing. So I'm still in this like waiting game wow that was a lot bigger than I thought you were gonna say yeah, it's not it's not great I will not great <laughs> okay oh um, casual so just moving on going through IVF still that was insane okay so probably like when we do our March episode you still won't have gone up to Michigan but like oh you'll God. probably have a clean a clean timeline yeah yeah because yeah. my appointment's in April the beginning of April like that first week so Oh yeah. So I'm just a, you know, a stress ball right now, guys, just being honest here. So that's kind of what I felt like we were, I was recording like a guest. Yeah. <laughs> like, your true reaction. Well, here it is. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see what we have. What do we have coming up? Cause we're going to air this tomorrow. Um, who have we recorded with lately? Like everybody, Everyone. I can't remember. We so posted fun. our I really, really like the surrogacy episode. I mean, I love everybody's episode, but like, I feel like we have always talked about getting a surrogate on and then we just never had. So, oh, I feel like I recently, think- recently we've had a lot of embryo adoption, which has been fun, yeah, which is so, so cool for me. I always get like, I love all of our guests, but embryo adoption obviously just like has my heart. So like, it's really fun to get to like talk with other people that have gone through it and how like it led them to that point. Cause it's so different every time. Well, like yesterday's was so cool. And I think season three, I feel like we've seen this more where people are coming on and they're saying, this is the route I chose because I listened to your podcast last year. Like with Katie, yeah. she's like, why well, about through embryo adoption through your podcast? Like, it's like then- so it's like a pinch me moment because it's like, yeah. that's the whole point that we started this, which is so freaking cool. That is really cool. Okay. And we had obviously Camille on. So we have Emily, which is readiness counsel. We actually had like a lot of like counselors on too. Oh, and like, maybe just and like, yeah, I love that. Um, and like some, I say foreign people like Minerva, and I might've said that wrong, but I don't think so. Hers was a really great episode on, um, like, oh my gosh, thank you. I can't yeah. talk. <laughs> and then I didn't join. You actually interviewed with Alexis, right? Yeah. Was it good? It was well, so good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but like, I'm but sure it was really like, good. yeah, it was good. She um had a, what was it called? Um, well, she, she was embryo adoption. Yes. And she had her son. And this, this was her second time on the podcast. Yep. Yep. Like, she had the, um, what was it called? The Previa. Was it the, um, listen to Previa. So she no, was better. No, she had the Vaza. It was like, oh, like the Vaza. One. Yes, yes, yes. Vaza Previa. I'm probably Vaza. I don't know. You're more medical. Come yeah, on. you're right. I mean, no, you're, you're right. right on the terminology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I know we've had so many fun people on. It's really cool and so different, which is like obviously the best. Yeah. Just, and we ha- we're completely so more to come. I would say we're completely booked out for March. And then yesterday we recorded with Katie who shared, so they did embryo and I'm not going to like spoil it, but they did embryo adoption, but her husband was a hundred percent infertile with male factor infertility, but it was like a genetic sign where it was, I don't want to say irreversible. Yeah. It never, he just never produced sperm. And 
Um, we like begged her to get him on the podcast. So Amanda and Chris are going to re- record with Brandon. Is that her husband's name? Brandon and Katie yeah. in March. And that'll be a really, I'll, maybe I'll like mediate. Maybe I'll just sit and listen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. And then you could ask us all questions. You could be like the little. Yeah. Okay. I'll join. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Um, but no, we have so many good ones coming. We've obviously had such and good ones. Should we shout out? Should we like, we're like soft okay. preview our uh, fertility awareness week guest. Oh yes. Okay. So, so exciting. This is like such a fun one. I think a lot of people, um, will like know who she is too, which is fun. Um, but Whitney Angel is coming on the show. Um, and she honest, she's what Ova egg freezing. Am I saying it right? Her company okay. is that's, that's correct. Um, but we are having her on and we're super excited. Um, and we're going to do like a fun little Q and a too, that people can like ask questions, um, and they can, um, like ask questions prior. So then when we were like actually recording with her, we can like ask everyone's questions and yeah, stuff. Whitney was on the bachelor, right? And oh, she, she was so cute and all of the bachelor fans. Cause I know. <laughs> yeah. <they> are, but <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And she talks about her own personal journey as well as like her company. So, um, yeah. exciting. So cool. I know I'm excited. That's going to be such a fun one. Um, but yeah, we have so many good ones coming up. We have again, a fun thing. We haven't announced it, but it's getting closer to it. I, it's going to be next month. I think it's next month. We're going to do our annual photo shoot that we do once a year. <laughs> we're like, we're going to do it all the time. And then we do it once a year and yeah, we'll announce it then. Yeah, for sure. Um, we did want to like mention one thing. I'm, di- I'm dying laughing because how long oh. have we been recording? Like 30 minutes. And I'm like, when are we okay, going to talk? So this is like, we've been, we went back and forth. Obviously this is like such a huge part of our community. So IVF, infertility, all that is like, hello, why we started all of this. Um, and like what's going on in the world right now is like, a huge or like a huge thing in our community. Um, and so we felt we are not saying anything. Um, but it's also like a touchy like subject. So we, I don't know, we just like wanted to like mention it and like know that we hear everyone and we like, I I don't know. I don't know. So passive about it because like, right. Like we don't even, I mean, I think don't want to get canceled. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, like, so like in Alabama, obviously for IVF, like that's just, it's with UAB pausing, you know, pausing treatment for women in the middle of it. That is absolutely terrible. I couldn't even imagine going through IVF one already is horrible. And then now like being told like, Hey, I have your transfers are canceled. Your this is, I mean, I literally would be sobbing. Like I can't imagine that feeling. I was talking to Josh about it too. And just like, I mean, it's not like you're like, like canceling or pausing like an elective person. I mean, it is in on paper, it's canceling, pausing an elective procedure, but it's not because you've paid for all those medications and you've gone through the mental, I could not imagine like having, you know, like you're have your timeline and then you're just like, yeah, my, my transfers like in two weeks, my transfers in two weeks. And then it's like, no, it's not. And not even like, Cause like, obviously transfers have been canceled for like other things before in the past, but like, right. and now you're not like, okay, it's well now it can so be rescheduled for this. Like there's no, it's so unknown and there's no like answer for people, which I think is so, I'm sure so frustrating. And right. And I feel like, um, Natalie Crawford does a really good job. Um, I 
believe. And I think like, if you want to share more, Amanda, absolutely. But like Dr. Natalie Crawford does a really good job. She's board certified OBGYN and REI. And she just like, I think she's was kind of ahead of it. Like just trying to like share. And, and I, I think what I was sharing with Amanda before we started, I think what's so wild, well, number one, um, like I have friends that probably never said IVF in their life. And, you know, they're, they're talking about the case and they're talking about what's going on, which I think is good, like for awareness. But um, I also think it's just wild too, that this case was like in the courts because of women, of couples who lost their embryos. So like kind of backing it up. And I think everybody probably already knows this, but maybe they don't, don't it, you know, the, the court was brought about, or the case was brought about by three couples who were, well, back up even further. So there's a clinic in Alabama and I, I could not have all the facts straight, but I believe it was attached to like a larger hospital or, or it was attached to like a larger facility and a patient had wandered in to the, it's not like the freezer room, like the cryo, cryo. what do you call it? Lab it was, they walked into the area where the embryos were frozen and they opened it and like why I have I don't know that information like why was that patient in there was it malintent was it curiosity like I don't know anything about that individual but when they picked they picked up the trays which are obviously freezing and yeah. he dropped them I said he could have been a girl they dropped them and those embryos obviously like were discarded. And I don't know if you want to like jump in here and share your thoughts with like, I, well, let me finish, I guess. So like the couples are suing the clinic. I think they're also suing. Um, I think there's two people being sued and I hate that I'm not pr more prepared, but they're suing under the, um, the minors, right. The uh, death of a minor. Oh, my phone just died. So now I can't fact check myself, but no, like death, 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 minor, death of minor. and they're saying our embryos were children uh, they have to be children to be considered death of a minor and so that's what they were suing and they actually lost in the initial case and then they appealed it and then the supreme court that is where the supreme court said yes they are children and i know and amanda like i know they like quoted like verses from the bible which i think where there's a lot of of um uh noise on social media where that's really the that's a lot of that like I think there's like a language matters hashtag going around and saying like that's kind of where church and state and that is kind of the concern on that but um again I'm just gonna go all the way back I just think it's so interesting that it's couples that went through infertility and that's why this is in the courts like yeah it's not it wasn't just like oh that's we're just gonna talk about this today yeah no for sure and I uh, it gets so hard. It really does. Um, and like, because ugh, I don't even know, cause I have so many opinions and so many, but it's so like, I, I see sides to everything. And I think coming from you, somebody that adopted embryos, mm -hmm. you probably have an interesting or a very, a more unique look on embryos and for sure. And I, life. and I know people and follow people who also have adopted embryos and completely disagree with my feelings. So like everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Everyone, this is obviously not factual. This like, what well, this is just opinionated. Um, and Kat and I even have some difference of opinions. And so like, we are totally accepting of like, what you believe is what you believe. And that's totally fine. Um, my embryos, I like my two embryos that I have waiting for me for us as children. And so like, I can see, like, I was like putting myself in the shoes of those parents that lost those embryos. And like, if they would have pulled ours out, 
I, I mean, I would have 100% like done the same thing and sued for murder. That is just me. And like, obviously not everyone agrees with that because I know still even saying that we could transfer tomorrow and it not be a child. So like, I get it. Like I do. Right. And I think so. Yeah. Cause we briefly <laughs> going back, like, I mean, it's so funny because I don't think we've ever like publicly said that we have different, different opinions. It yeah. may have been like noticed yeah. um, during different um, episodes, but I think, you know, yes, I think you're, that's awesome that you can share that and that that's how you really do see. I mean, I don't, and I was telling you, I don't have embryo. I don't have frozen embryos and I have absolutely zero intentions of doing IVF again. So my standpoint and my, my thought process is likely different than somebody that does have frozen embryos and is in the midst of, I mean, you're in the midst of IVF. Um, but I don't even know where I was going to, Oh, I think, you know, to your point is absolutely valid. And I also think what we've kind of received some from some of our listeners too, is they're just saying, yeah, I believe that too, but it shouldn't have been a ruling that now affects other families. I think that's like where no, some of sure. the, the differences are. And I think it's, it just happened, right? It just happened on, was it Monday? So I mean, yeah, it's like over the weekend. Yeah. So it's still so fresh. And I, you know, I think we could talk about this in four weeks and it'll be different. I know that there's a lot of legislation right now going in, like legislators going in and saying, okay, this is now precedent. And how do we really protect let's like again language matters how do we kind of make other bills and rules in place that yeah absolutely children like embryos I don't even I don't even know like embryo like mothers of embryos that are they're frozen can have that but they aren't necessarily it's not going to be a liability for clinics if the embryo that's where I think it gets so iffy and like there's such a blurred line because like now like what I don't ever wouldn't want to happen is now like people are not able to then have children and like be able to do these procedures and do these transfers because, you know, doctors now don't want to get sued or like, or, I mean, there's so many weird things that can now happen due to this like ruling that like, obviously we don't want that either. Like, right. My initial reaction, cause I work in the business side of healthcare. And so like my initial reaction was, wow. Number one, that's super sad for the families. hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. Number two, as somebody that does operations and literally does malpractice for physicians and understands what that looks like, I'm like, well, this, if this is a, like, if there's nothing else that's going to adjust here, I don't know how you would even have malpractice. And I, I do fully believe that's why these clinics are pausing right now because they're like, our malpractice doesn't cover this. Uh, yeah. It's scary. Definition. Yeah. And so, and then that turns into a decrease of access for people of like, these clinics and these physicians, it's the same thing when Roe Ro versus Wade was overturned. I mean, it's the exact same thing. These physicians don't know how to practice. And yep. they're like, I'm not going to put my life and because they could get sued, especially a lot of these fertility clinics are privately owned and they don't have big backings of like these corporations. I mean, for malpractice insurance, it's millions of dollars to wow. cover these physicians, even just annually. And um, yeah, I think so it was I was kind of a a threefold for me. I totally felt what you were feeling and said, yeah, that's really sad for the family. And I know to your point, you're like, yeah, I would have done the exact same thing. Had those been my two embryos that are biologically related to Ben, knowing that I'm not going to ever have that chance again. And then I also thought, okay, but this really, really hurts access for. And I see for sure. 
Yeah. And I think one of our listeners, I mean, she had noted something. I thought it was really important of just saying like, yeah, I do believe that too, but I'm outraged that this is a, that this is something that happened in the courts. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. I couldn't say that. I feel like we just fumbled through that one. (laughs) No, I mean, I actually really like that we talked about it because so, I mean, you're pro-life, obviously, right? And I definitely am not definitely, I am pro-choice. And I think we've had these podcasts, we've had, you know, TMFR on, we've had, we've had adoption comment, like we've had a lot of these subjects and I feel like you and I are just like always trying to be neutral yeah. but I think it's, pretty cool. it's not a political this is not like a political podcast so I think that's where we've always wanted to stay more factual and stay pretty neutral because it's not about really what Kat and I believe it's about like all the people that come on our show and the stories and how we can like help encourage other people and how I mean that was the whole reason so like it was yeah. never meant to be about it so I don't want this episode to turn to that or people be upset that we've talked about our opinions we just felt like it was too weird not to address it because it's such a huge thing going on in the IVF world completely agree I yeah I completely no I completely agree it would have just been like oh we're not gonna talk about it but I also think I told Amanda before we hit record I was like I don't feel educated enough to even dialogue back and forth with you I mean I don't know all the facts either for sure Yeah. yeah But I think it's a really cool perspective too. And I think when you said, you know, obviously you're pro-life, but also you adopted embryos. So your thought process is embryos should never be discarded, which really can tie in to, I think that embryos are children. Because you know? the, and obviously, again, like it's everyone's entitled to their own opinion. They can believe what they want. There's no right versus wrong. Like it's, I don't feel that way. Um for me, then the, the easiest way to describe it is if, if our egg donor would have discarded the rest of her remaining embryos, like Ben wouldn't be here. Like, and that's the only like way I can like in my head of like, I don't know. So for me, like, it just, do we know, yeah, do, we, do you know? And again, I'm like paralyzed because I don't, my phone's dead. <laughs> do we know when embryo adoption started? Like when they started to allow embryos to be donated out yeah I don't know if you have time to like yeah. um I mean I can look it up embryo. I've been listening to like the vile files with Nick yes. we're all talking about bachelor this season or this know, right? but I actually like they've given me his episodes have given me more freedom to just like be a little bit less formal on our show I love it. no I think that's yeah, so good. he does so like they're so good and like okay I, he's definitely not listening to this but like <laughs> They have, they horrendously edit their episodes. I mean, things will be on repeat and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to listen again. And they have millions of followers. So um, yeah, I would like, I feel like, yeah, Google it. Can you find out (laughs) when? The first embryo adoption was facilitated by Nightlight Adoption in 1998. Wow. Created the snowflakes. You know, you've heard the snowflakes one before. That's like a huge. Yeah, but I didn't know that was specific to embryo adoption. Yeah. Nightlife created the Snowflakes Embryo Adoption Program. So 1998. Wow, I was eight years old. You were like five. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, crazy. Yeah, crazy. Well, I'm not not to get like so into that, but I just. Yeah. And I think, I think like, and I was going to say, yeah, just to like, leave it is like you're super I was actually really like you're the one that really wanted to talk about this which is awesome because I again like these are touchy subjects so we are very respectful of each other on like what 
how we talk about things, but it's not that either one of us are anxious or nervous to have like a stance, but this is like our podcast. It's neutral ground. (laughs) And yeah, I think honestly, we'd love to hear like everybody. I mean, I don't know if I'd actually love to hear everybody else's thoughts because it will give me anxiety, (laughs) but we get it. We know that everybody listening to this is probably like, absolutely not. And this is why. And like, I know I can just like voices in my head. Like I have a dear friend that dedicated her embryos to research. And so her her thing would be like, well, no, I couldn't have donated my embryos to research, which then in turn would have allowed another family to have ended up having a good embryo adoption experience. So it's the same thing with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. There is 5,000 avenues you can go down and make really, really solid points. And again, our podcast is how can we help you find ways to build a family and be a mom and dad? And that's why we're here. <laughs> yes, 100%. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's going on in the world. But other than that life update, still just doing IVF. And then hopefully, I don't yeah, know. And I'm going to go to Mexico and then I'm going out west and then maybe we'll start trying again. all the travel. I love it. So yeah, fun. it's just, yeah, I'm definitely like anxious to start. So like anxious on both ways. Like I really want to start, but I just, I, I don't know if it's like PTSD. I also don't want to like start. I mean, the process. And it's also the unknown too, of like, yeah. you have no idea what's going to happen this time around. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That was loaded. Yeah. <laughs> so live tomorrow and we will do another sit down just us to next month. We'll keep doing these probably just like once a month and then hopefully I'll update you guys on the antibody stuff um yeah yeah so we will chat with you next month